Greetings to those who watch below. Today we're going to take a look at one of my favourite subjects when it comes down to creepy things. Inhuman entities. So grab your comfy pillow, hide behind it, and join me for five encounters with inhuman entities. Number one. It was rural northern Wisconsin, and I was 14. Up until that day, I had zero fear of the woods. I spent most of my time out there exploring and feared nothing. My parents had a lousy marriage, and fought a lot, and I felt more at home outside than in the house. On hot nights, I'd even take a sleeping bag and sleep on the roof of an old shack on our property. I saw bears, I saw wolves. They were always more afraid of me than me them. I didn't believe in ghosts, or Bigfoots, demons, or even God. I only got lost out there once, when it fell dark sooner than I expected. I stayed calm, found the North Star, and I knew that if I continued south, I'd eventually come across the old railroad tracks near my house. Even the thought of spending the night out there didn't bother me. The thought of my mum's rage when I didn't come home did. So it was summer. I'd just turned 14. My mum had left my father. Father worked all the time. Sister was living on her own. Once school was out, it was me and my cat, and this was before the internet or smartphones. We lived on a dead-end dirt road, and around noon I took my usual stroll down the long driveway to check the mail. My cat followed me everywhere, and I actually kind of relied on him to give me a heads up if there was a bear or something close by. A bit of movement behind me as I stood at the mailbox made me aware there was something across the road in the trees, but there were pesky deer everywhere. I heard a loud crash then, like something very loudly making its way through the brush. It's like every classic horror story. My brain had no capability for the thought of anything paranormal or spooky. I simply tucked the mail under my arm and headed into the woods to investigate. My cat followed close behind. I got about ten yards in, when I noticed what I hadn't noticed before. There was no noise. Nothing. It was a beautiful June day, and there wasn't a single bird singing. No insects. No leaves rustling. It was absolutely silent. At the same time I registered the silence, I got that eerie feeling that something was watching me. Hunters will know what I'm talking about when I say you look for the shape of a deer instead of trying to pinpoint them by colour. That's when I spotted it. Two brown furry legs. The top of it concealed by tree branches. I went to sigh with relief when my cat hissed. I looked down and he was completely poofed out of his back arched, looking at the same thing I was. I looked back up and the legs moved. Not like a deer, like a human. Everything happened at once after that. I dropped the mail picked up my cat by the scruff and ran for it. Whatever was out there with me was running after me. I've never ran so fast in my life. I tore up the driveway, into the house, locked the door and grabbed the phone. I called my next door neighbour who was the ex-chief of police and he came over immediately with his pistol. He checked out the spot I was in and found nothing. I was so hysterical I was in tears. He stayed with me until I was able to reach my mum and have her come get me. Of course, they thought I was completely high or delusional. I knew exactly what I saw and felt. It was broad daylight. I never felt safe in those woods again, 
and stop sleeping outside. Number 2 I used to work in a cheese factory on the edge of a cornfield in southwestern Minnesota. There were a series of days in the summer of 04 or 05 where it was so hot that the milk being delivered to us in trucks would evaporate before we got it. It made work easy. The dearth of milk denied us any actual labour. But management wouldn't let us not come to work, so we would show up and mess around all shift. I was working nights at the time. It was about 2 or 3am, and I was out on the loading dock watching bats fly around the floodlights, because I liked being out in the cool night air. The corn was about as high as my shoulder, so about 5 foot 10. As I was watching the bats, I looked down at the edge of the cornfield. Something was moving there. It was the size of a small child, and very, very skinny. It was pale, with something that looked like a head of straight black hair. It moved in a sort of jerky gait, like someone dancing the robot badly. It moved in chunks. Legs, then hips, then torso, shoulders, neck, and finally the head. It was looking back into the cornfield, or at least I felt like it was. I felt prickly all over. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a heron or something at first, but it looked too much like a person. It didn't move like a person, though. Gradually, step by step, it moved toward me. Letting my curiosity better my fear, I moved toward the edge of the dock, which was raised a few feet off the ground. When I got within a few feet of the edge, the thing looked at me. I was paralysed. I could have run, but I was stuck somewhere between terrified and intrigued. It moved. Its face still pointed at me. It ratcheted its body in that disconcerting, jerky movement towards the cornfield and went into it. I tried to watch where the field moved as it passed, but the corn remained perfectly still. I noticed that all the crickets were silent. After a few minutes, nothing happened. I stood out there for an hour, but it never came back, and I never saw it again. Number 3 Working as a police motorway patrol woman in Portsmouth, England, I'm frequently confronted with situations that are both bizarre and unnerving. However, the incident that occurred on the 25th of November last year is by far the most unusual of them all. During a routine speed camera set up in the city around half past six, at which time it was completely dark, our speed trap began picking up random tracings of non-existent objects hurtling past at about 30 to 40 miles per hour. The devices are not actually known to malfunction, so we trained the camera on the road surface to see what we picked up. Sitting in the back of the patrol van, we were shocked to discover on the screen that the camera was picking up what can only be described as human figures, running up and down the street, approximately 40 foot away from the vehicle, only barely visible through the night vision filter. They were of an average height, had a silvery hue, and were sprinting up and down the central reservation, repeatedly and very fast. I admit I did not exit the vehicle to investigate, but apparently I didn't have to. About ten foot away, at the side of the road, one of these silvery entities just appeared on the screen, 
She was female, approximately six foot tall, and standing motionless, facing away from the van. She was dressed in scantily clad clothing, not unlike what a young woman on an evening out may wear. I was extremely freaked out, especially considering that after leaning out of the window, there was absolutely no evidence of anyone standing that close to the vehicle. As a car drove past, only five minutes from the first sighting, all visible evidence of the entities vanished. Nothing occurred from that time till the end of my duty at 9pm. And yet, when I played back the footage from the camera, the silvery objects and the woman weren't on the tape. Obviously, I didn't report the incident, but friends and fellow officers agreed that it was highly unusual, and none of them had experienced anything of the like before. Number 4. I live in Australia and Melbourne, on the beautiful Mornington Peninsula. It's summer here at the moment, so the days are mostly hot and bright. I was driving to work on Tuesday the 8th of February, at around 8am. I stopped at a local supermarket to grab something for lunch, and so took a different route to what I would normally take. I left the shops, and made my way through some back streets, and was approaching a small Anglican church on my left-hand side. As I was getting closer, I saw a very tall, black thing emerge from the church entrance and quickly dart across the grass on the church grounds heading toward the road. My instinct was to slow down as I expected it to cross in front of my car. I watched it move very quickly, taking long, strange strides across the grass. It reached the end of the church grounds, about to step onto the road, and then just vanished into thin air. It was very tall and thin, with a small head. It was jet black, with no features. It had no arms that I can recall, and as I was driving away in shock, all I could think was, what the heck was that thing with the scissor legs? It then dawned on me that it had no knees, and was moving very quickly with straight, scissor-like legs. I kept looking in my rearview mirror as I was driving up the road, completely confused as to what this thing was and where it went. A minute up the road, I began to feel very nauseous to the point that I thought I would have to pull over and vomit. I've had a few experiences in my life that have made me feel very nervous and uneasy, but nothing has ever made me feel like I want to be physically sick before. Thankfully, the feeling passed as I got further away. I've been thinking about it all morning, and I have no idea what I encountered. Was it a ghost? Or was it something else? Number 5 Have you ever seen something so far outside your everyday experiences that you're at a loss to explain what you saw? What follows is the true story of an extraordinary counter in an urban surrounding. In the early hours of a weekday morning, I was living in London as a student, way back in the early 1990s. I was walking back from a friend's house, where another friend and myself had spent the whole night talking and revising with a group of other people. No drugs or alcohol had been involved other than coffee. My friend lived some way away, so I'd offered to let her crash over at my place. Dawn was just breaking as we turned onto my street. 
We were very tired and didn't say much to each other, until I spotted a man walking towards us on the same path, some distance away. I didn't think anything of it. In a city like London, people are up and about at all hours, and besides, weren't we? He could have been a milkman, a bin man, or a night shift worker headed home. We walked towards the man, and he walked towards us. My home was between us, but I began to feel uneasy, and I still, to this day, don't know why I said what I did, but I turned to my friend Sue, and the following conversation took place in whispers. Sue, see that man? Yes. Well, this is going to sound weird. He isn't a man, is he? No. Did I just say that? You did. And he isn't. The figure we had taken to be a man had changed. It was as if a glamour had been lifted. What we saw was humanoid in shape, about five feet tall, with very long arms and short legs. It was a black silhouette, very thin looking. I've often described it to being similar to the stick man that's often used on bathroom doors to tell you if you're entering a men's room. And when I say black, I mean black. No light, no shade, nothing but a void. It was as if somebody had taken a cookie cutter and had shaped a hole in reality in the shape of something almost, but not quite human. The creature seemed to be, well, I've used the word lolloping before now, which isn't really a word, but denotes the dancing jolly steps it was taking as it walked. It stopped. Both Sue and I felt the creature had realised we could see it for what it really was, rather than what we were supposed to see. It turned, or seemed to turn, ever so slightly, and it was then we could see the creature wasn't three-dimensional. It was flat. So much so, that turning made parts of it vanish from our eyes, until it turned back to fully face us once more. We freaked. We ran without discussion. I got my key out, and fumbled with the front door of my home, which was a big Victorian house converted into flats. I lived on the middle floor. Sue behind me urged me to hurry. We were both terrified. I got the door unlocked. We dashed inside, closed and locked it again. We ran up the stairs and hid around the corner, like little children peeping at the big front door, which had two big glass panels through which we could see the front garden. The black stick man approached the door and we could see its dark shape pressing up against the glass. Neither of us breathed. The creature looked. I say looked. It had no eyes. Through first one pane, and then the other, it waited for what felt like an eternity, before vanishing. One second it was there, the next it wasn't. It was a few minutes before either Sue or I could find the will to move, and get ourselves into my living room to discuss what we had seen. We knew whatever it was, it was alien, either from up there or sideways, but definitely not of the world that we knew and felt comfortable with. I never want to see this creature again, whatever dimensions it came from. I hope I never find myself walking into them. My belief as to what it was has come to me over a decade, 
It was no spaceman. It was closer in behaviour and perceived threat to those goblins and elves of folklore than any little green man. Where was the spaceship? There was none. Besides, parking in London is always a bitch. Seriously though, the shape of its outline whenever I draw it, its long arms, its oval head, its short legs, always makes people think of shows like The X-Files, or the film about Whitley Stryber and his encounters with aliens, Communion. Ultimately, I don't know what we saw, Man from Mars or Interdimensional Pixie, but I do most sincerely hope none of you ever encounter this creature, or if you do, never do so alone. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you ever so much for watching today's video, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. As I said at the start, this is one of my favorite topics to cover just because there are so many strange encounters out there with these really weird creatures. If you've had an encounter like this and would like to share it, or an encounter of any kind as long as it's creepy, feel free to send it to me via email or even send me a message on Twitter. Additionally, if you like the video, please like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you have, make sure you hit the notification bell. That way, you will be the first to know when my next video is out. So, until next time, sleep tight.